Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Feed for Service Dentist Podcast, Dr. Sonny Spira. Today's podcast episode is going to be boring. It's just going to be me. <laughs> well, anyway, I hope you enjoy it. I, I really have a great time, and I've learned so much and talked with so many uh, phenomenal docs in all walks of life that it's so helpful. And, and hopefully today I, I'm going to share a little bit of personal um, information and some of the things that really were reinforced and in an event that occurred and and then a doc that had left and came back and how she really helped me and, and my partner really and, and the rest of our team really solidify who we are and it's really nice to be able to do that so our show is always sponsored by kettenbach new from kettenbach imagine one product for every cementation protocol it's now available. It's called Vesalis Semcor. It's a hydrophilic adhesive cement and a hydrophobic core buildup material, all in one product, Vesalis Semcor. Experience why dentists bond permanently with Kettenbox, all in one adhesive cement and core buildup. Vesalis Semcor. Call 877-532-2123. Ask for Dan. Dan is the man. They have a rep in your area. They do dentistry and, and business the old-fashioned way, person to person. Hit them up. Thank them for sponsoring us. Sit back, relax, enjoy. Peace, folks. My name is Drew Burns, and I'm a part of a small group of dentists who believe something crazy. We believe that the standard of care is just not good enough. We demand the best of ourselves and the best for our patients. We believe that the best way no, the only way to practice dentistry is on our own terms. If you ask the dental consultants or the corporate CEOs, they tell you that what we're doing isn't smart, that fee-for-service dentistry is dead, and that the golden age of dentistry is over. Yet, while others focus on profits first, we focus on the patient first. And yet, our offices are some of the most profitable in the entire country because we invest in ourselves and we are doing things right. It's our name on the door and it's our reputation on the line. My name is Drew Burns and I am a fee-for-service dentist. This is the Fee-for-Service Dentist Podcast and these are our stories. Welcome to the Fee-for-Service Dentist Podcast, Dr. Sonny Spira. Today I just wanted to share some, some thoughts that I've had recently and uh, hopefully some things that will our listeners will find helpful and useful and maybe give a little perspective on where they stand or some decisions that they'll have to face in their lives and how it works out. I'm recording this on an Easter Sunday evening and Easter for those that celebrate different Christian religions usually is a, is a rebirth and it's really the biggest holiday I think in our church. And, uh, so guess, just give me a little chance to reflect a little bit, and I just wanted to put this down and try it out, try a solo podcast, and again, see if it's helpful. 
Um, start out first, uh, can't say enough without mentioning how grateful I am for the many people that I've been fortunate enough to meet in this profession, talk to on the podcast, and become friends with. And I consider so many of them friends. Uh, the mentors that I've had in my life in uh, in the dental world uh, have meant the world to me and help me become a better person, a better dentist, and a better father, brother, and et cetera. So just going to name a few, but I know as far as the mentors, Howard Ferran's been a big inspiration and help for me. Uh, Dr. Dwayne Schmidt, rest his soul, dentist in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Two major impacts. Dr. Don Bronski was an orthodontist in town that kind of took a liking to me early on and was always the voice of reason and wisdom. And, you know, to this day, there's times when I think, oh, yeah, wonder what Don would do here. And um, some of those folks have left us, but Howard's still around, and I still have plenty of other people that are friends, and I consider them mentors as well. I mean, Josh Bernstein is a tremendous friend, and uh, I lo love talking with Nicole. I always think the world of her. She always has great insights and just bears her soul like it's no tomorrow. So I just find that inspirational um, and very helpful. Uh, and the guests in the podcast and Drew Burns for, well, first of all, trusting me with this. And allowing me to, well, I guess be me and hopefully provide a valuable ser service or provide a valuable product for so many. And it's one of the things Howard Fran talks about is like, what are some of the things that you leave behind? And, you know, the recordings and the things that we've done now, basically over good part of better part of three solid years doing then the podcast and just meeting so many young, middle-aged, whatever you want to say, you know, just all different walks of life, male, female. Um, some are fee-for-service practices, some are not. There's so much to learn from so many different people. Steve Mautner, uh, I know is the, the epiphany of the insurance-based model. I think consider him a friend. I enjoy speaking with him, even though our practices are different. We do have a lot of common ground. And I think it's so much better when you appreciate each other than it is just going to war with them. Um, you know, seek first to understand, then to be understood. The Stephen Covey principle, I always think is, is a very important thing. So the future of fee-for-service dentistry is based in membership patients. If you need help starting your membership plan, or if your plan is too big for your team to manage, visit dentalmembershipdirect.com to set up your free membership growth solution demo with our team. And the guests on the podcast, just to name a few, I mean, uh, Paul, Dan, Jessica, uh, Danica, Mona, uh, Benjamin, Delaney, Jay, Tony, Steven, Steve, Drew, Todd, Laura, Ron, Richie, I could go on and on, uh, or just... It's just a, a delight. I look forward to it, uh, having those conversations. Uh, I do prepare, but I don't like to have a lot of written notes. I want to have an idea of the topic and, and, and what they're passionate about and then have the conversation flow 
as it would be if we were sitting, you know, well, I want to say at a bar, but I'm going to say it <laughs> as an Italian, sitting over a bowl of pasta and a glass of red wine with some nice fresh bread on the table and just have that conversation. And, uh, you know, it's helpful. And, and, and the people who believe in us, the sponsors, have certainly helped us uh, cover the costs of running this and editing it, and our website, and a few other things. So I want to thank all of them for their trust and faith and belief, essentially. So, you know, I, I think uh, I'm going to go back. I had a little bit of a health scare. Oh, it was about a year ago. And uh, I, I came back, I was at a course in Arizona, my wife and I, and we took a red-eye back and we flew to Syracuse. It's about an hour from home here. And in driving back, I, I, I had a power bar because I was starving and started to get like a pain in my chest and it was really weird. And I was like, ah, maybe it's, you know, this, and I've had heartburn and I take omeprazole. And so I'm like, ah, oh, it could be this. And then I'm like, nah, this is pretty intense. And then it gets very intense, and then I start to sweat a little bit, and I'm like, this can't be good. So I uh, I see the blue H sign on the highway, and I pull into Cortland, which is about halfway between here, and I just pull right into the hospital. And my wife goes, what are you doing? I said, I don't feel too good. So we park in the parking lot, and we walk in the emergency room, and I, I explain what's going on. They immediately bring me back, and they sit me down. They hook me up to everything, and and uh you know ekgs and then they do a bunch of tests to see if you've had a heart attack and they have one test and they check for blood levels and i'm sure people smarter than i know exactly what they did i i don't remember but i know that they took a blood test and then they repeated it like an hour or two later checking for certain markers to see if i had a, a blood uh a heart attack well fortunately none of that had happened but they said well you're gonna have to get checked out we want you to stay overnight i said i, I gotta work tomorrow so with a promise that I would follow up with my cardiologist and, and et cetera. So they let me go and I went home and I worked the next day and, and I felt fine. Um, and the, the pain had sort of subsided and it, it, you know, for sure. And it was strange, but it, it was intense. And, uh, so I worked the next day and then I, I tried to reach out, you know, and in our town, it's very hard to get appointments. So I, I reach out to the cardiologist, fortunately a good family friend. So I reached to him and I, and I, I had seen him for one other thing and I made an appointment. So I saw him and he was fortunate enough to shift some things around because they had to do a stress echo. And then they wanted to do the dye, the radioactive dye test along with that. So a number of tests. So I did the first test in his office. I did an echo. And of course, while I'm lying there getting the echo test, the woman says, hey, you're snoring. You better get checked for sleep apnea. I'm like, oh, add that to the list. So <laughs> so I, 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 I get the test done. And then he says, okay, I, I can schedule your stress echo because I was going to go to Syracuse in two days. And I'm still trying to work my full schedule. So fortunately, I was able to work around it. He opened something up. I saw him the next day. And basically all systems were go. The heart looked checked out great, which I'm glad. I have a family history, a little bit of heart issues on both my mom and my dad's side. So that was cool. That felt good to know. But now the question is, well, what is it? Right? So being a, a dentist, you're like, well, this causes that, right? I want to know the etiology, what what was behind it. So I went to now follow the GI route. 
was it something in the esophagus was it something in the upper you know intestinal tract lower intestinal tract so i and i had had a uh because i have a family history of uh, colon cancer so i've had my uh, gi uh what do you call them colonoscopies pretty regularly i think around two or five year recall now i can't remember but so I got to go back through that again. So I, I do that and, and and that checks out. And it's so hard to get to see the docs and they're so busy and they're just not enough of them in our in our area, unfortunately, the specialists. So I go back and, and I see him and he's, and he, the only opinion he offered is the only thing I could think of is maybe you have a little bit of a, a spasm in the esophagus and, and while you were eating, you know, something didn't go all the way down and it really stirred it up. And of course, my wife is there and in her beautiful tone, she's saying, I told you, you got to chew a hundred times and slow down. And then, and, and I was like, oh, please, doc. I said, just, just tell me something else. I, I would rather deal with that than this, you know, he, he laughed. But uh, truth is, there was, you know, that was really the only explanation that that flew. But, you know, when that kind of stuff gets you, you start thinking, hmm. What's going on, right? And, and and how much do I value my own health? The Doc Sites provides affordable and effective websites for dentists with no long-term contracts, transparent pricing, and great customer service, starting at only $59 a month. They also provide optional online marketing packages to help increase your online visibility. For special offers, including up to 25% off your website setup, Text fee for service to 818-489-9823. 818-489-9823. This is a limited time offer, so text now and lock in your savings and visit Doc Sites for more information. Because you worry about everything else. I worry about the practice. I worry about all the all, all my team members. I worry about my docs. Is everybody you know, taking care of, is there food on their table or have we, are we paying people well? Or are we doing things right? You know? And, uh, so that really takes a moment of reflection. So that fortunately came out on the positive, right? So then I look and say, okay, business-wise, we've been looking for an associate for quite a long time. And it's a long process. It's it's uh, Binghamton, you know, our Binghamton area. It's a beautiful area. It's uh, it's just a, a it's a small town mentality. But we've had so many different you know business entities. We were the birthplace of IBM, so we have a very strong high tech defense business with a lot of engineers. So very good white collar employment force, and we have. A lot of the immigrants that came to the area a long time ago, the hardworking, like a lot of Eastern Europeans for the shoe factories, the Endicott Johnson shoes were were, were were born here. And there were some great people, the Johnson family, the schools, and, and they just had this sense that, well, Endicott Johnson, we're not going to pay people very well, but we're going to give them everything. So they set up pools, they set up carousels, they set up free parks, they set up doctors and dentists that were employees of Endicott Johnson. They gave people low interest rates and mortgages. They helped them build their houses. They wanted people to have, uh, you know, a fair house. And and the IBM mentality was, well, we don't ever fire anybody. So there was a very stable 
and very hardworking core mentality here. Now it's it's morphed. I mean, the university's become bigger. So the area is it, 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 one of our strengths is you know if something happens or you know a flood or something goes on, the the amount of people that just step up and never even being asked. Just the sense of community and camaraderie here is pretty spectacular, and that's hard to really describe. But and and in our practices, what what are we? Well, we're five different practices. We're in five different little towns and one of them's a little more in the downtown Binghamton area. So a little more of a city feel. So our practices kind of embody our neighborhoods that we practice in and having the different ones, you really get a different taste or flavor or feel of your communities. And we want to be in the fabric of our communities. Like that's who we want to be. Our culture is and our core values and, and and our vision statement, but our core values that we developed and Roger Levin was and, and and Steve were helpful in us developing and bringing that out and putting it on paper for the first time about six six years ago, and it really is, helps define everything we do. and And I look at okay, we're looking for a we've been looking for an associate. And what am I getting to? Why am I rambling on so much? Well. It's it's been a tough road because it's not on everybody's radar. Hey, I want to move to Binghamton. I want to move to upstate New York, or you know, oh, they they have a great residency program and they have you know, et cetera, et cetera. So finding docs that are interested in in what we have to offer hasn't been easy. And some of the things that I see and read um, on these different websites or job connects or et cetera, et cetera. And so many docs complaining and, and, and their expectations, they want this, they want that. Let me get this guaranteed. So the market's different, but we're ready to adapt and to change, but we're just starting to uh, think about, boy, are we doing the right thing? And I, you know, really was at a crossroads because we have right now probably four different recruiting agencies, probably three other different companies helping us, quote, look for doctors. We've tried things on dental notches. We've tried things all over the place, right? And uh, I think, you know, it's a pretty solid family practice. I mean, we're not the best dentists in the world. I like to think we're probably above average dentists and being that there's not a ton of specialists. It helps for you to have maybe a little broader skill set. You're not just doing fillings or you're not just doing implants or what have you, but it's helpful to have that full skill set to, you know, provide the services. Your patients who want to see you, that you have relationships, they want to stay. So our, our core values, the biggest thing is our, our, our team is our family is one of our biggest ones. And people say that and they throw that around. And I just I just don't compromise on it. And this comes up a lot of times with with pay. Oh, I can leave and this place and I see this all the time. This place is offering me this, this place is offering me that. And and our office has always been family and family first. So if my assistant tomorrow calls and says, My daughter has the sniffles, I can't make it, we're like, please stay home. And we, we'll just take care of it. And sure, it throws things into a you know, a little bit of, of a challenge, but we're, we're going to handle it and we're going to provide that support network. Um, we've had 
employees with situations where they needed psychiatric help or they needed some counseling. And we offered that. And we said, go see this and, you know, we'll, we'll cover this. We want you to be healthy. And healthy doesn't just mean all your vitals are good. It also means a lot of times your mindset and having so many staff and team that have children or, or families or so many responsibilities and some have an overwhelming burden outside of the office. And so we, we just want to make sure that we take into that into account. So I had a, and why is this important? Well, cause we had a doctor and, uh, she had to leave us about 17 years ago. She's Indian by her culture. She was in a bad marriage prior and she shared with me a story that when she was came to this country, she was in an arranged marriage where the other side, unfortunately, really misrepresented who the male was in this relationship. She's a female. And so they entered in the marriage and, and he basically verbally abused her every single day. That's what I knew. I didn't know about the physical part. So she tells a story about when she's at NYU. The She shows up with marks, hand marks on her neck and a black eye. Her prophet school calls her and talks to her and says, I got to tell your parents or you have to tell them. And she just says, no, no, you can't, you can't. Her focus and sole focus was just on, I'm, I'm going to finish dental school, and this is this is my life. And she was such a strong, is such a strong person that her plan was, I'm going to finish, I'm going to finish this, finish this, pass her boards, and get licensed, and then I'll look to get out of the marriage. So her courage and her fortitude, that all happened. And she came to town and worked for another office, which was a relative of her first husband's. And then she came to work for us. And she said to me, you guys, just you, your wife, your family, the other doctors, and she mentioned a whole bunch of the gals that she worked with, all took me in and treated me like a person and coming from where she was, she didn't feel like a person. She felt like lower than human. And I just paused. I, I had tears in my eyes. I, I didn't know what to say. So she came to town to visit because she said it was on her list, but she wanted to, to visit us and, and talk to us and, and share some of these feelings and stories and how important it was to her to be treated as a person, as a family member. So it went back to, I said, well, that's our core values. And what was nice to me was after spending kind of the weekend with her this weekend was really 
we're doing the right things. It's who we are. It's what we believe in. It was very reaffirming. And I, I just don't know any other way to do it. And I know it's probably not a corporate favorite um, technique or philosophy, but they're, they're your people. They're your relationships. They're the people I work side by side every day. And I want them to have a healthy life inside and outside the practice. So I just think that, you know, in treating those people and, and, and the values that you put on your relationships with your own family, your own patients, and your own team matter. No matter what anybody tells you, it matters. And that really was driven home. So, you know, we're going to continue to look, and, and but we're not going to compromise on what we're looking for. We want someone that has those same values. And hopefully we'll find someone that makes it work, but we're not just going to hire a, I call it a hit it and quit it type of mentality where, well, I'll just drive in, you schedule me patients, I'll take care of them and I'll leave and you send me the check. That, that just doesn't work for us. Um, there's no, you know, there's no built up positive um, you know, in, in Stephen Covey, emotional bank account. You haven't, you haven't made any emotional bank account deposits. You just, you, you're taking, you know, you're taking from the community, you're taking from the patients, and then you're not really, yeah, you're giving them a service, but you're not really giving them much of yourself. So our commit, like I said, we're woven into the community, and 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 one thing is we'll stand behind it. So something doesn't work out, we got to redo it. Let's just redo it. It's not, not a long conversation. So if it hasn't worked, it's not because we haven't done everything we can. So that that's just it. So, you know, we'll, we'll keep looking and uh, I think we'll find the right person eventually and uh, or two. And then now moving on to, okay, what about an exit strategy, right? So I'll be 60 this year. My partner's going to be 50, 55. 56. So, and he, and he's got two kids that are in school, but the, the other part of the, the conversation was with, with the doc that came back to talk to us. She has two kids that are in, uh, in high school and they're going to graduate and her entire family's on the West coast. And I think she was talking to us, well, what do I do? And I said, well, it sounds pretty clear what you want to do. Now, once that clarity of mind comes in, then all the other steps are just simple steps. So once you say, you know, hey, this is where I'm going to be, and we're going to grad, kids are going to, so, you know, you have a two, three wind, year window. Now you can make plans. So what do you want to do with your practice? What do you want to do with the real estate, the practice, et cetera? So I think it just helped her to talk it out. And my partner and I were talking, we were like, I wonder why she was, it, it just seemed like so, so normal. And I, I don't know if she wanted either affirmation or just a sense that, you know, it's the right thing to do. So, you know, it was just such a no-brainer. It was like, oh, it's a no-brainer. Who would ever, ever, ever say? And, and her feeling was, I've got relationship with these patients for 17 years. What am I going to do? I can't kind of can't leave them. Because I think she felt a little bad about leaving us. But honestly, for leaving us, 
she was leaving us because she was going to be entering into a new marriage and that marriage was going to be where the husband was going to live and his area of, of living was you know southeast so okay uh, and we and we felt horrible because we were losing her we were losing a like a family member and i think she felt bad and you could tell because when she came back and when we got everybody together there was there was literally 20 people that have been with us for all that time period that still have ties with her that were there or made made every effort to be there to spend some time with her as she came back to visit with us so you know those things just don't change those 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 uh relationships are so important so as we're talking about sort of her quote exit strategy we got talking, my partner, well, what's our exit strategy? You know, initially we had talked and we did our strategic planning. Well, five years we're staying, we're not going anywhere. And and now, I, you know, my partner's had some some physical challenges and I think his boys are, you know, going to graduate. And uh, so now it's like, okay, what's, what's the future hold? So we've talked about a lot, a lot of different things and a lot of different scenarios. We've had conversations with, um, dpos dsos what does that look like we have fundamental problems with some of the concepts but in reality we have to investigate and look at all all avenues so been doing that and then myself and you know i i think for five years i'm i'm, I'm fine i'm not physically in bad shape i think i have a couple little things that i have to make sure i address for my own physical health. I got some other news that I have to handle and deal with, but it's it's fine. So, you know, for me, it's a five, probably a three to five year window for my partner, maybe less. So the thought is, do you break the practices up? Do you start looking at moving them out, selling them? Do you bring docs in? What's your exit strategy? What's your plan? So when we have our year-end meeting and we talk about, you know, our plans for this year, it's one of the conversations we'll have with our team and our key key team leader people. And then when we do a little bit more of our strategic planning, we're going to have to do a little more soul searching, I think, on the personal level as far as what's our plans. But I think that the message for me and, and the most important thing from all this was you got to define who you are. And that doc coming back to spend time with us totally reaffirmed who we are what we are what we stand for and i was so happy to see her first of all i was a little pissed because she looks younger now than she did when she left so i was like, i don't know what you're drinking or eating but can i get like a couple of semi-tractor trailers full of it because you know, and she's like, oh, yes, you have all the gray hair. I was like, yep, I got plenty of it. And, man, you look younger than when you left. And uh, she's just she's just a kind-hearted, most wonderful person. And I'm just blessed that she was in my life for the time she was. And still in my life in a different in a different way, obviously. But just a wonderful. And she talked to me about, you know, your, your, me being her mentor and then accepting that. I, I never really thought of it like that. I just felt we were colleagues. And we have conversations about treatment when she was here and about some of the challenges and things that she's made decisions on in life. And, you know, she contacted me again and said, Hey, I'm looking, I'm going to interview somebody. You have a copy of an employment contract and, you know, had longer conversation there. And 
And I just look forward to that. And so many people have reached out to me on the show or after the show. And, you know, I, I'm looking at doing this and, and I don't have a business and I don't have an ax to grind or, or, a, or a, a, an elixir to sell to anybody. Right. It's just, if you want to have a conversation, I'll listen. If you want my opinion, I'll be happy to share it. Um, I just think so many things are not cookie cutter. I don't think one size fits all. I don't think you can decide to do X and it works for you and doesn't work for them. And and I think the the show that we had, we talked about the practice purchases was really a great illustration of that where everybody felt they overpaid for their practice and they all bought different practices and in Denver and Mississippi and Cleveland and Binghamton. I mean, that's pretty good separation of the country. The only thing we're missing is the West Coast. And unfortunately, Nicole was busy. We'd have gotten her 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 view and her take on it. So the point was we all come to our own position. And I think one of the hardest things with all the social media and all the other things is the pressure to not conform or fit the mold or, you know, be that person on the pedestal that has all their T's crossed and I's dotted or, you know, fantasy land, here's my dental work, or you take that one x-ray of that one central incisor crown that you got to finally match, but you're not going to show the other 300 that you've done over the years that were really close, but not exactly exquisitely perfect. And people are going to think this is what I have to do because you're not really showing them the other 300. You're just showing them the one. So we get that that sense of inadequacy at times. And that was the one thing I shared with our doc. I said, you know, you are so lucky that you overcame your circumstances. So many people don't. They begin to feel helpless. They can't get out of this situation. But you could. You were a strong, courageous person. And fortunately, you have a, a network. You have a support network. And I think she feels that. And I think that's what she's expressing, too. Um, but I think that's probably the biggest thing that we can, as dentists do is make sure that we are there for our fellow dentists. And if we disagree, it's okay to disagree. It doesn't mean that that person is an asshole. It means they have a different opinion. And I think we have to get past that. Now I'm starting to lecture and I'm sorry, but it's one of my pet peeves is just, it's so unprofessional in some of the forums that I see things, and it's it's okay to agree to disagree. I mean, I know Paul Goodman, for example, Mr. Dr. Nachos, loves to spout about making residencies mandatory, and, and, and I'm in a state where you have to have a residency to be licensed, and I feel that that's terrible, and I think we should have multiple pathways, and I'm on the Education Licensure Committee in New York State, and we're trying to look at multiple pathways i don't think one size fits all i think certain people finish their education they're ready to go they're ready to go and the analogy that he used was well what about you know people that go the mba and hardship do we like the one and done rule and, and my feeling is i think the one and done rule is as bad as forcing someone to have to do a residency to be licensed i think a residency has a tremendous positive effect on almost everybody that's taken it there's no question, but I don't feel everybody has to take one. 
And I don't think that regulating it is the right decision. Just like I don't think forcing kids in basketball to have to go to one year of college to meet some requirement. If they're good enough to go pro, if they're LeBron James, if they're Kevin Garnett, they're Kobe Bryant, well, they can do it. And sure, there's going to be plenty of people that think they can, and then they don't make it. Well, that's the decisions that they make. And hopefully they get enough guidance about realistically where they where they fit. Uh, I don't think it's the end of the world either, right? So my thoughts on on you know the process of agreeing to disagree, I think we can all show a little more professionalism. That's number one. The other thing I, I want to share is, you know, um, feedback and input. Appreciate anybody's feedback. My email is very simple because I'm not a smart guy. My email is just sunnyspira at gmail. And my cell phone is 607-624-2962. Should anybody want to reach out to me in any fashion? Uh, I love speaking with Dennis. Uh, drives my wife crazy sometimes because we're in the car going somewhere. She's like, who are you talking to now? Uh, in, in a pleasant way. I mean, don't, I, I did a bad impersonation, but I get it, but it's passionate. I love what I do. I love, I love our profession. So many of the people, I love the people that I've been fortunate enough to, to cross paths with. And, and the few, the more that I've crossed paths with in the future, I look forward to it. So I want the podcast ultimately to represent what you guys are looking for. So the feedback and input is invaluable and suggestions and ideas like the idea i just had from the doc that we just interviewed was hey i'm going to be going out of network with delta let's document it so we're going to do a three or four part series talking about that and hopefully that will be helpful but i guess my my ultimate message today is number one you got to listen to your body if something's not feeling right you got to investigate and take the time make sure you do that and regardless of age, because I know of many folks younger than myself who unfortunately met their demise because they didn't listen. And there's also been some who mentally have had challenges and haven't really addressed them. And I think that's just a, a tragedy, in my opinion. That should never happen. There should be enough support. There should be enough people to support each other. So our community, the fee-for-service community, is is phenomenal. I love the fact that if someone puts something up, there's people that chime in and jump in and help all and all the time. And I know that in talking with Drew that we are working on looking at doing a like a symposium, maybe a two-day thing where we have some some courses and some educational component and talk about the the different things that we see as challenges and educate our docs, et cetera. So to, to wrap up, please, if you have any suggestions, if you want to reach out to me, please do that. Um, I hope this episode was helpful. I know for me, it was helpful to, to talk about some of it. Um, I didn't want to give too many details because you know, I want to respect the privacy, but I just think it's too important not to share that you know, you got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything, that old saying, that old song, whatever you, you, your preference is. But I think you got to tell people you got to know what you stand for and what you won't stand for. And I think that just helps define who you are. And, and uh, we're fortunate to practice in a phenomenal profession that I think allows us to all be very expressive and do great things.
So thanks for listening. Again, if you like the program, please share it with your friends. Click it. Subscribe it. If you don't, if there's something you have a suggestion of, please share it with us because this is your podcast. It's to help you. I'm not getting anything from this personally other than, I guess, personal, professional growth. I, I learn a ton and I look forward to it. It's, it's just awesome. So have a great day. Be well. Thanks for listening to the Fee for Service Dentist Podcast. If you would like to share your fee-for-service story, please fill out our contact form at ffsdentistry.com. Also, be sure to join our fee-for-service dentistry Facebook group. For help starting your dental membership plan, visit dentalmembershipdirect.com and membershipmastercourse.com. Finally, for help with in-house financing, visit dentalfinancingdirect.com. And don't forget, your story is what you make of it. This is your name on the door and your reputation on the line. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time.